You're listening to The Doctor's Companion, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today we're going to be talking about the first Doctor regeneration story, The Tenth Planet, uh, which is also the introduction of the Cybermen, uh, which brings us right into background significance. Uh, Those are probably the most significant thing about it. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it is the first regeneration story ever. Uh, It is the first Cybermen story ever. Arguably one of the best Cybermen stories um, cause the Cybermen are awesome in this. God, I love 10th Planet Cybermen. Ugh, they're so scary. Um, I don't know if I would say best. Well, I don't know. It's certainly not my favorite, but it is yeah. monumental. I love the Cybermen in it though. Yeah. Uh, 10th Planet Cybermen. Cause you can understand what they're saying and it's really creepy. I like, I just like the way they modulated their voice in this. They're so scary. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, so yeah, so introduction of that, uh, it was written by a Kit Peddler, um, who, uh, and then, and then, uh, I guess rewritten by Jerry Davis or like for episodes three and four, but Kit Peddler was Dr. Who's, uh, scientific advisor mm-hmm. on the show. And this was his first, uh, outing as regular writer. Um, so he created the Cybermen and so that's really cool. And it's like, you can tell that he was like way into the science um, <laughs> because for the first two episodes are a little dry. Um, they're a little dry. You can tell this is written by a scientist. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so first regeneration ever. The big thing here is that uh, Hartnell was getting uh, sick and he was having trouble remembering his lines and was getting really, really tired. And the schedule of the show was just starting to get too much for him. Um, so uh, they decided that they were going, rather than ending the show, they were going to replace him with a new actor and um, just sort of transition the two, kind of. They knew that they wanted to turn William Hartnell into Patrick Troughton, however that would work. Um, and so they just sort of faded their images together. Uh, but... Yeah, so they 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 cast Patrick Chowton and and they did the thing at the end of this, um, and uh, that's sort of like the most like that's it's interesting that this episode is like not only is it the first regeneration ever, but it's the introduction of the Cybermen. Like, what a huge, massive story! Yeah, um, in retrospect, it's crazy. Um, but uh, I think it's uh, I don't know. I think there's there's some interesting things here um, as we'll talk about. Uh, was am I missing anything else from background of significance? Um, I don't think so. I mean, okay. that's the two biggest things. Right. So. Right. Um, yeah. So, uh, so all right. So that's uh, that's tenth planet, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. Um, but first, 
want to remind you that we are sponsored by DCBService.com, which is the site that lets you pre-order all your monthly comic books and collectibles at discounts your local comic book shop just can't compete with. Use DCBS to place your orders two months in advance. Get discounts of 40% off and special discounts up to 50% off. So place an order as big or small as you like and ship monthly, bi-weekly, or weekly with flat rate shipping for only $6.95 every time an order goes out. So thanks to DCBService.com. Also, InStockTrades.com is the site where you can purchase any hardcover or paperback graphic novel collection that's currently in print at massive discounts of 25 to 45% off. And if that's not good enough for you, check back on Wednesdays for new release specials of 50% off every single week. And remember, all orders over $50 get free shipping. So thanks to InStockTrades.com. All right, so the Tenth Planet, uh, Cassandra. What are your overall thoughts on this story? Um, to be honest, I don't actually like this story very much. Um, it is kind of dry. Uh, I think the third episode, honestly, is like the best. Um, because the one without the Doctor in it. Well, I mean, (laughs) not because he's not in it, but it's that's when like the action starts picking up, like. The cliffhanger with the rocket going off is actually really cool. Yeah, um, I, I I was actually like, oh man, I don't remember what happened. Like, and I was like super into it. Um, and then it it just kind of falls flat, and it's super anticlimactic. But um, I don't know. I, I like the Cybermen, but I think Mondas as a concept is ridiculously silly. Yeah. Um, and it's like a hallmark of like 60s science and science fiction, really. Like, oh, yeah, this this planet just absorbed energy and it just decided to wander away. And now it's back. And I don't know. I I respect this story for what it brings to the table. But at the same time, I'm just like, Meh, not not my favorite. Mm hmm. Yeah, I uh, I don't I don't disagree. I think that there's a lot of really interesting things here. Um, mainly in episode four for me, I think is where the most interesting things are. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, like Cybermen, um, the Cybermen are like really cool and creepy and awesome. And I wish we could somehow bring back these Cybermen for the new modern series. Yeah, because um, I think it would really, especially if you just redesign them slightly so they don't look so like cheesy but Mm -hmm. like you keep that organic nature to them like i love that you can tell that these used to be people um whereas like the new cybermen are just like uh, shells robots yeah they're just robots right um where like they have to crack them open for you to see that there's like goopy parts inside Uh uh-huh um and that bums me out uh like i i like that they still have hands and stuff yeah um it's really creepy and like them attacking people outside in the snow is really scary and cool (laughs) um and then you have like that like the consistent offensiveness of poor polly being told to just go make coffee i know well it's (laughs) funny to me because like she's like well maybe i can help and they're just like well what are you gonna do um, and then she herself suggests, she's like, oh, well, I'll make coffee or something. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Polly. <laughs> Poor Polly. Um, but the thing that kind of blew me away, I'll be honest, is episode four. Did you watch uh, the reconstruction or did you get to watch the animated version? I found an animated version. Of okay. Episode four. Yeah. Okay. First of all, I think that's my favorite animated episode they've done so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was really well done. I like that it was like. 
obviously not as uh, as fully animated as anime tends to be, but I like the anime influence it had um, in like the lighting and things Mm -hmm. specifically. And the character designs are very like anime ish, um, which I was kind of impressed with. So I really like the animation, but the thing that kind of blew me away with episode four is the process and idea of generation or regeneration and how it is presented in the fourth episode Mm -hmm. in that, like when you hear about Hartnell's regeneration, the and like you'll see things on Tumblr where it's like, oh, uh, the doctor's last words or whatever, and like for each regeneration, they'll do like a like an amalgam post of like gifts mixed with like what they said, you know? Yeah, they do stuff like that all the time. Uh, because Doctor Who's like it, it's really easy to do stuff like that with Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the time, I find that the quote that people pull. From 10th Planet is where he says this old body is wearing thin, which feels like a regeneration line where he's just like where you expect him to say this old body is wearing thin and then his head goes back and then he regenerates, you know? But what I'm surprised about is that he disappears for episode three because Hartnell collapsed behind the scenes and uh, everyone sort of picked up his dialogue as a result. The sciencey things were said by the scientist, the more dramatic Things were said by Ben and Polly got nothing uh, because uh, Polly, I guess. I don't know. Uh, sexism. Um, but uh, a woman can't be active. That's ridiculous. Um, so uh, stupid 1966. Um, anyway, uh, so what I was impressed with in episode four is that you have Hartnell saying that like as soon as you see him. Like, he comes back, he says a few things, and then when he has a, an aside with Ben and Polly, they're like, are you okay? He's like, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I think, I just think that this old body is wearing thin. It's like at the top of episode four, yeah. where you're just like, whoa, they're setting up the regeneration, which is not a thing that I expect from 1960s television, because typically they don't set things up. Like, they tend to just do the payoff. Like, they set things up immediately before they happen. Right. Um, because, you know, they don't really respect their audience. They're just doing a silly sci-fi show, you know? Right. So yeah. I was really impressed by that. And then you get that scene at the end of the episode where Ben and Polly are just like, doctor, are you okay? And he's just like, yeah, I'm fine. He's just like, and he's just kind of like looking at them and like smiling and he like, help him in his coat. And he's like, all right, well, I'll see you in the TARDIS. And it's just so like just like Hartnell, like being like a sad old man, like saying goodbye to his friends, you know? And I'm just like, wow. Like, I, like, I don't know. I just wasn't expecting that, um, from this. And I've, I've seen it before, but I guess I just didn't pick up on it when I saw it. Cause this is one of like, I think this was the first Hartnell episode I ever watched. Oh, Um, okay. And so I, I I must not have just picked up on it early on, but like, I was really impressed with that aspect of episode four and the way they treated the regeneration, because you always hear them talk about this first regeneration as, as if it was just like, Oh, it's just, it was just a problem solving thing. Like, you know, he just turned into Patrick Troughton, whatever, like we swept it under the rug, just let it go. And you don't get into like full on, like what a regeneration is really until planet of the spiders. Mm -hmm. Um, you get, you get vague references to it in, in war games, but really it's planet of the spiders where it's like the first regeneration, like capitalized regeneration. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting 
seeing them do it here and i like i this is a regeneration like i i'm kind of impressed by it honestly i don't know what what are your thoughts on that um i don't know i think that you bring a good point like he is kind of saying goodbye to them in a way and like i know that and i think it's interesting that they still kind of do that in new who too because like it's kind of like they're i mean because it is still the doctor and especially in like the next episode like power of the daleks they try really hard to convince you like yeah this is still the same guy he looks different and he kind of acts a little different but it's still the same guy um and i think it's interesting that this is kind of like hartnell's like swan song in a way like it's not as dramatic i i would say is like you know some of the newer stuff but they were trying to i don't know and it is really groundbreaking too like because if he hadn't been sick like can you imagine we doctor who would probably just be like a footnote in like television history you know instead of like the massive thing it is um yeah who knows if we would have even heard of it yeah exactly like, oh, yeah, this weird, quirky British sci-fi thing. like From the 60s. Yeah. Now let's talk about Star Trek. Like, right. I feel like that's where we'd be if, like, they hadn't had to – and he hadn't had to say goodbye. And it is really heartbreaking kind of watching him. Um, and But I'm still kind of impressed with what he's able to bring to the table, like, when he's yelling um, and kind of, like – I, for, I forget what episode it is, but he's trying to get the attention of the general. I think it's episode two. Um, and he is kind of fighting for, like, vocal, like, dominance or whatever. Like, he's still, like, there. And he's still able to, like, bring so much. And, like, it is really sad, like, seeing him kind of, like, putter around. And then, like, he, you know, falls down in the TARDIS. And he turns into Patrick Troughton. And I... I don't know. I I wish he had a better story to say goodbye on, though, because yeah. I feel like people are kind of dismissive of Tenth Planet. I know, like I certainly am sometimes because it is like super into like sciencey stuff, and it's not like because Kit Pedler is like he first like did a science advisory on like the war machines which is so fun i love the war machines because it's so completely absurd and it's a lot of fun but 10th planet is more like serious and i wish that hartnell had like more of a like i don't know like an actiony story but yeah i don't know i'm kind of all over the place about this because i i like it and i want to like it but there's so much stuff that i'm just not into you know? Yeah. It's really, I mean, it is really dry. Yeah. Uh, that, that cannot go unsaid. Like this is a really dry story, but, um, I do think, especially the first two episodes, but I do, uh, I, I like, uh, I, I quite like episodes three and four. Um, I, I, I really do. I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I wish four existed and I think that more people would talk about this story if it did. Mm-hmm. Um, because being able to see Hartnell act through like the sadness of, of leaving the show, um, is, 
something I would have I I would have liked to have seen. Um, yeah. Instead of like, you know, a stiff animated version of him right. doing it, and kind of like having to read between the lines of like the very little dialogue he has and stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it's unfortunate that episode four doesn't exist, and uh, if it did, I think I think the story would be talked about more. Yeah. Um, but as it stands, I'm kind of impressed at, from, at it from just from the regeneration standpoint because it's mm-hmm. it really does set everything up that we see going forward. And granted, they try a different thing with Troughton because yeah. they're like, oh, let's it can be a different thing every once in a while. Um, but, you know, after they realize that, like, I don't know, that is weird. Um, yeah. Tron's regeneration is super weird. Um, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's really cool. And like, I look at this and I'm like, oh, this is just where new who got it all from. Really? Yeah. Cause he's like, he's literally spending all of episode four saying goodbye to being the doctor mm-hmm. and he regenerates in a burst of light. Yeah. You know, which is, you know, not unlike what happens now. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, when you put it like that, I, I can see like where you're coming from and like the parallels and stuff. And I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Because, like, going forward, they try weird things, you know, like, they just do, they don't, they don't incorporate the light anymore. Like, you get stretchy face Troughton, uh, that's (laughs) his regeneration, and then they do, uh, they do, uh, just fading, like, just, like, you know, fading between two video feeds, uh, Mm -hmm. on, uh, three to four, and then four to five is the weird cocoon thing, which no one can really explain well. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then it's, uh, f- five to six is, uh, again, like, just like the video feed changing, right? Yeah. In, in that, uh, six to seven is off screen, uh, seven to eight is stretchy face again, um, you know, and then, and then we start getting the bright light stuff and it's, and it's funny that they, they just, they went back to the first regeneration and they were just like, what would this, if we did this today. What could we do to basically do what this is, but with yeah. like today's technology? And that's what we've kind of been doing now since then, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's interesting. It I is find interesting. It, I just, I find it very interesting from like just a historical, like a Doctor Who historical standpoint. Yeah. Like yeah. a continuity standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me wish like they would go back and sort of touch up the other regenerations so that they would be a little more consistent. Yeah. Um, which is like a weird special edition thing that well, I'm sure no one else would approve of. But. <laughs> Sacrilege. How dare you? Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Isn't there a line in this where he says something about it being like foretold or so, if am I, am I just completely pulling that out of midair or like, because I remember he's him saying something along those lines, and I was like, "What?" Because it kind of reminded me of weird cocoon regeneration, like um, how like I don't even know what. What that does is. he say? He says something about like oh, I wish I could like remember the line. I wish I should have written it down. But he he's talking to like Ben and Polly and they're asking him if he's okay and he's just like, Yeah, no, I'll be fine. Like this is like 
he says something about it being like foretold or like set like i don't know oh yeah he does say something like that where yeah. where he just he's basically like He's it's being basic- all cryptic and right, but it's basically like uh, the the same deal as like when the um, uh, is it? I think it's the fourth Doctor where he says the moment has been prepared for. Yeah, like it's, yeah, it's kind of like that line, right? Yeah, yeah, and it yeah, that's it reminded me of that, and I was like, oh, that's interesting that they would like take that for like you know Tom Baker's regeneration or like right. where they even came up with that whole thing. Like if it's been, uh, I don't know, and it. it also, like, it makes me... Because you know how in, um... Uh... Oh, what's... Uh... Brain of Morbius, how Tom Baker's, like, up there and it flashes through, like, all those weird faces that we've never seen? Like, it makes me wonder, really, if they had come to the idea of a regeneration that he'd done this many times before. You know? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Although it's- although there's there's like a sense from him uh like this this weird there's a sense of fear yeah in him like as it's happening uh that I don't know like cuz you're right like you could read it that way but then like I also read it as like this is the first time this has ever happened and it's really scary uh-huh um but he knows that it's just a thing that happens for, yeah. for his people, but he's never experienced it before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so like I, I kind of got like a I don't know, I got like a, a fear vibe. Mm-hmm. Um It's very tenant too. Yeah, like, yeah, it is. It's but like more man, you know, subdued. Yeah, old man tenant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um but uh it's it's interesting and I and I I think it's um I think it's a cool regeneration. Like, I just like how drawn out it is. Yeah. Um, but, uh, cause it's not from like any sort of traumatic experience or like radiation or whatever. It's like just old age. Right. He's just been this doctor for too long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, all right. Well, do you have any other thoughts on the 10th planet? Um, I don't know. Oh, the line with the Cybermen, how they're talking about uh, someone says the line spare parts. And I'm just like, oh, that's a good big finish story. Oh, so. yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, but yeah. Um, no, if you guys aren't familiar with it, spare parts is a fifth Doctor Nissa story. And it's like the Cybermen's origin. So it's yeah. really cool. It's really gritty. It's really like it, it. it is really cool. Um, it's just like I always find it unfortunate because I don't think that the fifth doctor's audios are the best. Um, uh-huh. And I've always like when they did. Uh, do you remember uh, when eighth doctor did that run with Mary Shelley? I didn't listen to those. Oh, but but you, you I'm know, familiar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I listened to that whole uh, trilogy that he did with her and I was really disappointed because it's not very good. Uh-huh. Um, and oh, that's too bad. I always was like, man, if only because they did a they did a Cybermen story with Mary Shelley, and of course it's like, oh, this is the thing that gives her the inspiration to write Frankenstein, la, right? La, la, la. Yeah. Like the most obvious thing you could possibly do. Uh huh. And I look at it, and I'm just like, man, it would have been so m- much more interesting if the thing that inspired her was spare parts. Like if they had done spare parts, 
Ooh. And that had been the thing to inspire her. And then I thought started thinking about spare parts with the Eighth Doctor and Mary Shelley. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. uh, that would have been so good. <laughs> Wasted story. <laughs> yeah. So like my 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 only thing with spare parts has nothing to do with spare parts. But it's just that like I feel like they use the wrong Doctor for that story. But mm-hmm. it is really good, even with the Fifth Doctor. It's really yeah. good. I I liked it. It's very good. Yeah. Um. So, okay, so a couple of uh, news bits before we wrap up, because uh, this episode's running short. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's a motif with us. Like, I don't know, maybe we just get, like, bad stories. Yeah, well, I just think, well, I just think we've been getting bad stories to talk about in any sort of detail. Um, But... Uh, but we're also, I also feel like I'm just like treading water waiting for new who to start. So yeah, I'm really excited for it to start up. Um, but speaking of new who, a couple of things. One, there is now a, a all but confirmed, like it's not even a rumor. It's like, it's, it's like the people involved are actually just talking about it as a thing, as, as a thing that is probably going to happen. Uh-huh. Um, is that uh, Peter Jackson is going to be directing the finale of series nine? Oh, I saw I saw a spoof post about that on Tumblr <laughs> earlier today, and um, it was just like, yeah, he's going to do a four hour adaptation of Dimensions in Time, and I'm oh. like, that's <laughs> hilarious! Oh my god! <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm just like, I'm, I'm really interested in seeing what that looks like. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's so like I, Peter Jackson, and hopefully that begins a trend because it'd be really cool to get like celebrity directors in, you know? Yeah, like once a season. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, so anyway, so I just wanted to mention that. The other thing I wanted to mention is have you seen the trailer yet? I have not. And okay. the reason I have not seen the trailer is because I am watching through all of Matt Smith's stuff and I don't oh. really like spoil it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't I like you. spoiling it for me, so I'm gonna watch it probably right before the series airs because, eh, whatever. Yeah, um, but well, uh, it, you can go well, ahead and say whatever you're gonna say. Yeah, okay. Like well, it's just—I was just gonna say—I <laughs> think it's got a really cool. Um, it has a really cool uh, vibe to it. Like the tone is completely different from the Matt Smith era. Oh, sweet. Which I am like really surprised at because they they were saying that that was what they were doing, but I didn't believe them. <laughs> um, Isn't it supposed to be like an homage to like the Gothic era? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm and excited. and he his uh his his doctor like Capaldi's doctor really feels tonally different from any doctor that's ever come before. Oh, it's so good. Which is so interesting. Like he's very serious and it feels like an adult show. Um, yeah, it doesn't feel like a kid show like, yeah. or like the family show or whatever. Um, like it doesn't feel like this kind of show that people are going to be like, Oh, well, you know, at the end of the day, doctor who is a kid show. So right. whatever timey wimey, stop bit, stop complaining. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but like, I feel like they're not going to be able to say that anymore. Uh, cause this season looks really different. Um, and what I'm hearing from like, uh, some like people that have like read, um, those early scripts, uh, apparently like the second episode that Moffat writes, which uh-huh. is like halfway through the season, 
uh, is unlike any episode that Moffat has ever written of anything. Huh. Like everyone says, like everyone says it's really different. Like it, it's, it's really small and interesting con- and contained and like just, just the opposite of what you expect from a Moffat yeah. story. Yeah. Which I'm just now like, I'm wondering Hi. if, I'm I mean, wondering if he's going to try and do like another, like his spin on like a midnight style story. Maybe. That'd be cool. That would be really cool. Uh, Cause a midnight Midnight would have like fit right into that gothic era. Yeah. Oh man, I'm so excited. Yeah. So I, I just, I'm the, I'm trying to get not to get my hopes up because I don't want to be yeah. like crazy disappointed. But at the same time, like everything that I'm seeing is so cool that I'm, I'm kind of digging it. Yeah. Um, so I'm uh, the the most bittersweet part about rewatching Matt Smith for me though is like series five is so good. Yeah. It's so good, and I'm just like, I don't want to watch anymore, because I know I'm just going to be disappointed as we keep going. Yeah. Well, but, we're going to talk about all of that in yeah, episode yeah. 200, but um, your whole rewatch and everything, which I'm excited yeah. about. But yeah, it's, uh, it's I don't know. I'm I'm definitely interested. Uh, I think I'm going to rewatch um, the, those like last three Matt Smith stories. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, uh, the name of the doctor, uh, day of the doctor and time of the doctor. Yeah. I, 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 there's night of the doctor and that's like the eighth doctor thing um, oh, right, right, that they did. And so like, I always, I'm like night of the doctor. No, that's that. And then I have to, what was the other day word? Of the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> cause they're, cause they're all kind of meaningless. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so I think I'm going to rewatch those, um, before I tune into the episode cause I, I don't have time to go through all yeah. of it um as much as i think that would be cool um but and we're gonna start incorporating matt smith episodes into our uh nick and i's like new who rewatch in the off season oh that's that's like oh that's so sad it's like actually over i'm still living in the matt smith era don't take this away from me oh i'm sorry <laughs> um but yeah so now that it's over uh we're gonna <laughs> incorporate it into the off season um uh, and rewatch it out of order and see how it works that way oh interesting yeah because it's so serialized, I'm yeah. really curious how, what it's like to popcorn through that era. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna be talking about that uh, in the off season, um, on the other side of uh, Capaldi. Cool. Which God, I'm so glad that episode that that season's airing all at once. Me too. Uh, None 12, of this split up nonsense. Uh, Twelve episodes in a row. Like I, when was the last time we had that much Doctor Who? Like, like series five. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy because because i was talking about it with my boyfriend and he was like trying to remember like the episode that he caught up on new who and i think it was like during the like series six hiatus and i'm like oh yeah i forgot that was a thing because like there were like a couple months in the summer where it just wasn't airing and people were like i don't know do you remember that yeah like that was weird yeah that was a weird time god i just i miss that that time where like during the Russell D Davies era where it was just like clockwork. It was like, yeah, you knew exactly what everything was when everything was, it was like, there's, there was a, like at the end of the series, like the, the, the series would end in like m- middle of summer 
and you'd get a you'd get a preview for well you'd get the title of the Christmas special then halfway between the some like sometime in the fall you get the trailer for the Christmas special then you'd get the Christmas special and mm-hmm. at the end of the Christmas special you get a trailer for the new series and then the new series would start in March and it would all start over again yeah and it was the same every single time like clockwork for four years it was awesome well. I don't know. We're probably going to talk about this in episode 200, so I won't say too much. But, like, I I guess I, in hindsight, I appreciate, like, them experimenting with what worked and what didn't. But I don't know. We'll talk about it later. All right. Cool. <laughs> um, all right. So that's uh, that's this week. And uh, we'll be back. Um, we'll be back next time to uh, with, with uh, Nick Jimenez to talk about Silence in the Library and Forest of the Dead. I'm so jealous. Um you're you're more than welcome to join us if you want to. But Maybe you've got your Matt Smith stuff to do. I do at the same time, <laughs> so I don't know if I want to distract you. Yeah, with a two parter. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but if you if 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 you find yourself having the free time, you're more than invited, of course. Thank um, you. But uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about that next time, and then we'll be back with the 200th episode um, before we launch into the Capaldi era, which is Woo. really exciting. We're only a month away. Um, only a month away. Really, I cool. know. As of like, well, from this recording, as of yesterday, it's like a month away. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Sweet. Um. So, uh, so if you have thoughts that you want to share on uh, the Tenth Planet or regenerations or whatever uh find the post to this episode at the doctors companion.us leave a comment or you can send us an email tdcpodcast at gmail.com it, check out my other podcasts uh if you like joss whedon and joss whedon things check out the mind robbers verses uh if you if you want to hear me talk about just like whatever i've been doing uh since the last episode uh check out the mind robbers which is a bi-weekly podcast and the uh, flagship podcast of mindrobber.net uh and then also on mindrobber.net is my um like sort of side project podcast called not writing, which I do with my writing partner, Nick Jimenez. We're writing a screenplay together. And, uh, every time we get on the call, the first hour of which we do not do any work. Um, we just talk about random shit. And so we started (laughs) recording it and that's the podcast. So, um, not writing. All of those are available at mindrubber.net. If you're on Twitter, follow at TDC Podcast. You'll know the second a new episode hits, or you can follow our personal accounts. I'm at Scott Corelli, and Cassandra is at Dark Hearted Rose. If you like the show, do us a favor and leave us a review on iTunes. And of course, most importantly, be our street team. Get out there and tell everyone about us. Uh, because that's the only way people know. And right now we're 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 pushing for new listeners because the on season is starting. Um, yeah. so, uh, hopefully we get a nice push for new listeners and, and it'll be, it'll be awesome. Um, so, uh, so do that <clears throat> and, uh, we'll be back, uh, next time with Nick to talk about silence in the library and force of the dead. Thank you, Cassandra. And, Thank you. Uh, we'll either see you next time or the time after that for the right. 200th episode. Sweet. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.